Wait, is this Wait, thing is this on? Thing on? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to start. Hi, I'm Greg DiPietro. And I'm Rosie DiPietro. Well, here we are, Nostalgic Tangents. Um, if you've been following us, you know that we talk about anything 70s, 80s, 90s, childhood. And today we're going to talk about what, Rosie? I think we should go, let's go to the movies. Movies. Eddie, you and I. Oh my yes. God. You know, movies throughout history, like even parents, grandparents from the first time, even the old black and whites, they're just such a part of your life, right? Well, I'm going to tell you something because you just said about old movies, one movie that terrified me as a child. Right. Okay. I used to live in Hoboken, New Jersey, and we had HBO back then. This is how old HBO is. But I don't think it was on HBO. The Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney. Oh, yeah. It's the silent one. But him as the Phantom when you, you mean take Lon Chaney Jr., I oh, think. Oh, is it Lon I, Chaney Jr.? I think so, yeah. He well, was amazing. Oh, my God. That movie, I can still see his face when he takes the mask off. It's right. etched into my brain. And I... I am a big fan of horror films. I've mentioned this before. It actually they've just they they've actually done studies that's genetic that people that love horror so do their like a parent loves it. It's in the familial thing. Right, right. So right. I'm a big fan of horror. But I'm actually a, not a fan of horror. I love for to be some, scared. Yeah, I don't like it. You know? I love to be scared. But you know what? I get cast in horror movies a lot. On you know these B level. What is that saying about you? I know. So I get my head blown off, ripped apart, killed and smashed in all these horror okay, movies. So but I don't just, like watching okay, them. Okay. So that just tells you what. Greg makes people want them to do to him. That's they want right. to actually blow his head apart That's and rip right. him apart for father. So people who know me can watch those movies and get that, you know, gratification. He's so happy. <laughs> Be like, oh my God, he got what he deserved. He doesn't deserve it. He's a wonderful person. So you like watching him. I'm not a big fan, but you know Lon Chaney was the wolf man too. He was famous. It, wait, you're saying Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney Jr. Jr. Let's, right. stay on, let's stay That's on right. the course, my friend. Hey, do you remember, we're off, here we are here on a tangent, I love it. You brought but it. Do you remember that old, old dragon movie with the guy with the long black and he was bald and he was like the first Dracula it was like it's not Christopher Lee no no I'm talking the original it was there was no no voice it was a silent I don't remember movie it. oh he's terrifying black and white Who silent is he? oh I don't even know it's so old literally like before it's sound. like Phantom of the Opera that Phantom of the no, Opera. No, 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 no. This is a Dracula. He was. He no, was... but like Phantom of the Opera, it's a silent movie. Oh, it's the that one old. I'm talking okay. about. Oh, I, then maybe it is the Lon Chaney, the original, not the. No, this is. We're talking <gasps> with the pictures. Yeah, yeah. No, that, no, that so... was Lon Chaney. You're right. His face is. I have it, and I'm 50 years old. I remember seeing it three, four years old because we didn't move to Powell Park till I was like almost five. Seeing that face and being terrified, yet I still love horror, and I yeah. cannot. It's so. I so I'm thinking it's with, with Lon Chaney. You didn't do the Dracula. Though. No, 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 no. Lon Chaney was the silent movies. Lon Chaney Jr. was like Did the Lon Chaney Wolfman die and... because of the the stuff he used to wear. Yeah, on his yeah there face? was a rumor about the makeup. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. know, you know, Betty Epson was supposed to play the. Okay, this is a fun fact. Here we with, go. Off on Go. But it's a movie. It's a movie fact. Wizard of Oz, one of my favorite movies from 1939. Buddy Epson was the original Tin Man. Is that right? But what happened? The silver makeup he was allergic to, oh. so he had to quit the project. So Jack Hale came in. You yeah. could tell I even know the actors because I love Burt Lar was the lion. Ray Bolger was um. Ray Bolger, the, was the yeah. Scarecrow. Yep. Judy Garland. The Scarecrow um, was my favorite. I mean, he was my favorite. Hey, I loved him. But I did love the lion, because if I were the king of the forest, <laughs> not Duke, not Earl, but Keith. Oh my God, I love it. Courage. <laughs> I just see his whole face, and then when they get him all dolled up, and yeah. he's got his little curls, but anyway. Can you imagine the makeup 
time those guys like that now they can knock makeup out they have it's also healthy now but can you imagine what those guys must have gone through every day to put all that like the tin man and the and the lion and like oh oh you know the witch also went on fire do you know the actual one that played the wicked witch you know when the flames came up she actually got burned i heard that so i mean that movie there was a lot of stuff about them you know the little people i shouldn't say the old world so the little people there was also them having orgies and stuff like that is that right yeah that's a you mean on the wizard of oz cast they were doing orgies I mean, Judy I wonder, wasn't involved. And the little people and everything? Ooh. Yeah, the little people were adults. What do you Kinky. think? They weren't horny? I love it. They were adults playing, you know, Oh, adults. I know. I'm just saying. That's fun. I, I mean, be... the Wizard of Oz. Maybe we should bring that back kind of retro. Cast orgies should be a regular thing in Hollywood, I think, right? Um, I think we're past that. We're the past Me Too that? movement. Okay. Remember, let's get back so to the Me Too you're movement. you're talking about horror movies, like moments that stick with you, right? Do you, yeah. There's, I mean, we're kind of off on a little bit of the horror thing. But there are moments through history that just that the one scene sticks with me. One of them is the exorcist, exorcist. right? I not when her that. head spun, not when all that, but when she came down the stairs. Do you and and Wait, what is she floating down the stairs? No, she backwards crab walk down oh, the that's stairs. Creepy. It was beyond creepy. Oh my god. And then the other one is Jaws, right? But oh, the part where movie. he, but when he's under the water okay. and there's the hole in the side of the boat okay. and he's coming up on it and all of a sudden that dead guy's head goes into the <gasps> oh hole. Oh my God, yes. Never forget it. Wait, I will say this about Jaws. The first scene with the girl when yeah. they go into the buoy and she's right. like, and he's tugging her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't even seen the friggin' shark. Think about this. I know. That movie came out, what, 1975? Right. I was six years old. Right. That is so iconic to me that whenever I see that actual scene and I've looked for it, it in itself has given me like, oh my God, you can tell with the way Steven Spielberg set it up, the dusk, yeah, but do you the know way the, it is and how she's getting plunked down. Do you down, know the story about that scene? There's actually a story. The what? reason you don't see the shark is because the first shark was junk. Yeah. And he just said, I can't film it. It's horrible. And they decided, let's just do it without the damn shark. That's how that opening scene. Oh, because that opening scene is brilliant. That girl's got, having a great time. And right. then she goes in the water. And, they and had she's her, just... They had her in, chills. in straps. with. There was guys off, off <sighs> camera pulling these ropes. They said... She was a stunt woman, actually. The she woman, was? Yeah. She was a, and they almost like killed her. She said they almost broke ribs. Because they Cause drag they were, her. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I have chills thinking. I want people right now to think. It's honestly, let's give them the vision when you first watch that movie. And if you haven't watched Jaws, please see it. It is iconic. Steven Spielberg is brilliant. It doesn't make every movie he's done. I don't care. He's amazing. Um, that first scene starts out so happily, but you don't even need to see the terror to see what is right. going on. It's beneath the water, yeah. but he sets it up so perfectly. Yeah. The music, the ambiance. Oh my God. And oh it's my just God, amazing. It. The destiny. Like It seems like sometimes when movies really work, it's just almost like destiny like even the mistakes are perfect like like that was a mistake they couldn't get the shark working and it ends up being like life and then you know like m night Shyamalan, right with six cents he he uses that where you don't see the monsters right you don't i love it's all your imagination and that's because your mind is such a mind fuck we give ourselves our own mind it's so much scarier in your brain than when they try to show it to you on the screen i don't need you to write the whole thing now you mentioned exorcist which is one of my top horror movies Honestly, I love The Exorcist and Hellraiser. I still can get terrified from both those movies, and I've yeah. seen them multiple times. Yeah. And The Exorcist, for me, when the priest's mother comes back to him, Dean, 
me. Dang. Why you do this Why to you me? Th- I know, I know. Dang, that's all I remember. But that movie. And then you remember what she says to him? When, oh, it's, what does she say to Dee me? It's pretty cruel. She turns around and she goes, Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> and it was like, Oh my God, it was so terrible. And the green puke. Oh. Oh my God. I mean, that movie was brilliant. It an really was. Movie. Not only was it like, it wasn't just like gratuitous, no. scare the crap out of you, it was legitimately terrifying. It was a good story. Because the first hour is them building up to it. Yeah. Because Ellen Burstyn doesn't know what's going on, but you're right. not seeing shit until like the last hour. Because that's a two hour movie. Do you remember Go? Ghost Story with George C. Scott? No. Yeah. Remember George C. Scott? He I played know. Pat- he was. He played, he played. He's a brilliant. He was a oh, brilliant actor. Was, well, he plays this character who gets in his old house, right? And okay. this and this ghost is terrorizing him. But it's kind of like The Exorcist. It's not like cheap, like thrill, cheap tricks. Okay. Just, it's like this really intense story and scary and how it... The, now I want to see oh, it yeah, I yeah. love to be But scared. it's old. It's like The Omen. What was that? The 70s? Stop it. The 70s. Yeah. Another top. I did not like the remake, so nothing against whoever's in the remake. I don't want to insult anybody. The original <laughs> Omen and the Omen 2 are both equally brilliant to me. So the first one had Gregory Peck yes. and Lee Rimmick. Yes. And when the nanny, do you remember this iconic scene? She goes, there's a big birthday party for little Damien. Oh, right. yeah, My yeah. father's name is actually Damien. Oh, really? So that name See, is so iconic. Scary. I know. <laughs> that name is terrifying it's, from well, that movie. It's a beautiful name, but, yeah, she, but now it's scary forever. You remember at the end of the party, the nanny leaves the party and she goes and she goes to the top of the window and she's oh, got the yeah. rope around her neck and she's like, Damien, yes. I do this all for you. Oh and my she God. drops yes. and hangs herself and you're just like, oh my God, what the fuck did I just I know. see? That movie How about brilliant. when they jumped into the hay and the pitchfork was, remember that? Oh. The whole movie, how about the priest getting, is it the priest that gets his head completely yeah, yeah, cut the off elevator. with a sheet of glass? Oh, the sheet of glass. Remember Does the elevator? The sheet of glass is him, right? Yeah, because somebody so. gets the no, the priest and the photographer gets the thing, the the, the big spike. <laughs> oh my god, that movie is honestly really scary. Is. The second one's scary too. You know the second. You know one what? Maybe I do like uh, horror movies, but only the classic old you ones, know why not this new ones? crap. Because it wasn't gratuitous in the past. Wait, right, now they it. just they trick you. They no. they build, 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 and then no. something jumps at you. It's, it's like it's that's not, not real horror. No. There's very few movies today that I'm like is great horror. I mean, I did love Get Out and I loved Us. But when we're talking about like horror genre, even though they're considered horror, I'm talking about like Exorcist. Did you ever see Hellraiser? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the centibites and the guy with the pins in his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's scary as frig when those things come out and they're like, we'll tear your soul apart, Christy. I still can't watch it by right, myself. Let's get off of horror for okay. a little while. Horror is great. You know what? We could do an entire episode oh, yeah, that's, on horror. We'll get back to horror. Right, yeah, let's go completely to the other side. Yeah. How about like American Graffiti? All right, you're going to kill me. Right? Fun Ron Howard. <gasps> I knew it. I said you're going to kill me. Blasphemer. You've never seen American Graffiti? No. With like um, Shirley and uh, they were in it. What's their? Oh, Shirley Feeney, the real actresses. Yeah, yeah, they were oh in it. Oh my God, it's going to kill me now. And Ron Howard when was he was. Was Penny Marshall Penny in it? Penny Marshall was Is in George it. Is George Lucas the director of this? I don't know, but that was a fun movie. That Talk about complete opposite. Is Harrison Ford in American Graffiti? Oh, I don't no. know. No, 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 no. It's no, Ron no. Howard. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Ron Howard. That was. I could uh, swear George Lucas directed American Graffiti. Maybe. No, okay. no. Oh, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, like that was a feel-good, fun movie, like '60s with '50s actually, the 50s, I with thought. the cars and the kids, you know, and the leather jackets. I've never. Is there an iconic scene from it? Like, was there a drag racing? Or yeah, there's drag races, all that crap. But I just think, you know, I was trying to go from horror to something completely on the other side. Well, something completely on the side that I completely loved as a child. And I binged it recently on the Disney Plus. What is it? Peach Dragon. With... I, I'm happy to say I've never heard of the Peach Dragon. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say this. Peach Dragon stars Mickey Rooney, Helen Reddy, and a cartoon dragon named um, Elliot. Now, Pete's the little boy. I remember... I wish I could speak. Really? That's easy for you to say. It was one day, you know in school when you would have like a break, they'd want to give you right before Christmas, besides the Christmas recital things, they'd also sometimes have an auditorium day. Maybe you'd spend a couple of hours in the auditorium. Right. They actually... I was usually in detention, but go ahead. I was, and I was a good girl, I was. (laughs) I was a good girl, I was. I was not. I was a repressed Italian girl, hello. They didn't really want me in the big assemblies around all the other normal kids. (laughs) Oh All right, carry on. Oh, good vault. So the big screen comes down, and they play Peach Dragon, and Peach Dragon. Oh, you're is a saying Pete's like Pete, the guy. You, Peach. I thought you were saying Peach, like the fruit. Peach Dragon. No, Pete. What is it? Am Peach. I hearing, or are you not talking? Oh, God. Clearly? <laughs> Did our audience hear Peach just like me? I went right in this and go to our website. Call me by my name. That's the Peach. <laughs> so Pete's Dragon, I have heard of. Yes. Have you not seen it? It's no, a musical. I seen it's it. a beautiful story about an orphan. Shelley Winters is in it. Oh it's my a God. classic movie. Poseidon Adventure. Shelley Winters. Never saw the that original. <gasps> Look at you. How dare you? You went, but you went back to the dark, to the thing that's like a Titanic. Well, the event, yeah. But, all right, you never saw Peach Dragon. Did you ever see no. Old Yeller? Yes. That's not a happy feel good. No, but it's not. I watched that too on Disney Plus last week. I still cried like a baby, but the ending is happy because he raises, oh, spoiler alert, he has Old Yeller's little offspring. I know. But Old Yeller taught me a lot of lessons about the- compassion. Yeah, Loved it. Was... I used to cry as a kid to that movie. Watched it last week. Cried again. And the thing was, I hadn't seen that movie in 40 years. Do you know, since I was 10 years old, I still remember the song, Old Yeller, come back Yeller, the best doggone dog in the West. Where, and when the movie where's started, my banjo and fiddle? Old... <laughs> old Yeller. I'm telling you, it's a classic Did you movie. ever hear the Elvis Presley song, Old Shep? Oh, is it's, it about a dog? Yeah, it's about a dog that he's got to put down. Old Yeller! Well, well, the song is called Old Shep, but it reminded... And it's... I used to sing that song, and I can't hit a note with a sledgehammer, but I'd be in the shower, because that's the best echo. That is the best echo. And I would sing a cappello and torture anyone around me with Old Shep, the Elvis... When I was a lad. Oh my God. It's like the saddest fucking That's story. Old Yeller. Well, it's kid, the same story. I right? mean, it's the same story. I wonder if that song was before Old Put Yeller. His old head on my knee. Oh, oh no. my. All right, I could cry. I know. Okay. Right. How that's about, the thing. That's evoking a very... That's sad, but it is beautiful. Okay, you know, what was one of your favorite childhood movies? Childhood ever? movies? Well, see, this is not going to be like a kid movie, but okay. Apocalypse Now. Oh my when God, I was brilliant. about... What was I... 
I might have been 12-ish, 13-ish. That's I'm a great movie, We it's used quest. to have Apocalypse Now parties in Jersey when I was that age, when it first came out. Drinking games? But we would just have a party and put the damn movie on. And oh, okay. So I've seen it about 40 times, and we, like we would recite the lines as the movie's going along. It was it's almost a great like, movie. It's like Rocky Horror Picture, where everybody Which I just saw along. for the first time. I did in October. My BFF Mary took me, treated me to see the Rocky Horror Picture, the whole experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, you yeah. actually dress up right. I did not dress up but for some reason they saw my outfit and put me on stage in the costume oh, of course and I was wearing what I normally wear so just an FYI I'm quite the fashionista in did a you, very did way. you get up and sing I'm just a sweet transvestite Stop. from transsexual Transylvania that's pretty good really maybe that's, that's how bad. I should sing alright so you were talking about Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. I mean, my goodness. I mean, the, the every actor, every the character, movie. the story, Brando, when they finally see him in the cave and just... We mentioned it. Remember a couple of times ago, we mentioned yeah. Apocalypse Now. And that is one of my favorite movies, but I can no longer watch it because there's way too much... For me, violence now has gotten... I think I'm older and but it's really almost, affecting me. He almost died on that set. He had a... Oh, really? um, a, a, a The star. Oh, my God. What's his name? Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen what had a have? heart attack. On set, they had to get him off. He almost didn't survive. Like, people, that was a stressful... You know Harrison Ford's in that movie. I just watched it. In Apocalypse Now? I didn't watch the full movie. I had to stop when it got... Yes. He plays one of the investigators, one of the people that picks him up from the airport. They're going to tell him he's, like, interviewing him. Oh, I didn't know that. And Mm -hmm. who played the photographer? That crazy... I love him. The photographer. Remember the crazy out. photographer who had no film in his camera? And he'd be like, oh yeah, uh, he's a he's, genius. He's a genius. But I don't he, know his name. He was a character actor, wasn't he? Well, no, he was a, he was a big was actor. It? And I can't, I can okay, never, no, see, I know, no, I know. No, I can never remember no, his name. No. I can see their faces, but at this point you are useless. Easy Rider. The two bikers. I never saw Easy Rider. <gasps> You're mentioned, you know what? This is showing oh. us the divide. How rock you are and how poppy. How can you be an actor and not have seen Easy Rider? Who's in Easy Rider? Is that Pete Fonda? Yeah, Peter Fonda? Peter Fonda and this other guy were the two bikers on the Harleys. And that was, um, Easy Rider was Jack, Nichols, Jack Nicholson's breakout. He plays the lawyer, the geeky lawyer on the he back of the Harley. He plays a lawyer? Well, he plays this like geeky, nerdy lawyer who ends up getting on the back of the Harley. All right, well, let's talk about Jack Nicholson with One Flew Over the cuckoo's nest oh genius genius i mean genius that's a great movie oh my god i was up for a play years ago to play nurse ratchet Ratchet, and i wish i had gotten it because i just love and the guy who played the indian that big native american dude he was brilliant it's a great movie oh my god how about the shining do you are you into the shining hi honey i'm home i mean that you talk about horror but it's psychological mindfuck there was scary stuff but it was warranted right it was stuff that was necessary yeah. it was nothing gratuitous and it just like the whole time it took a long time too to get to the scary stuff but even when he's driving up the winding road yeah but what's just, like, the even most the credits Tell, come on you okay. can do this and our audience play along okay from that movie what is the number one memorable line? One word from that entire movie. I always movie. do. Red rum. That's right. Red rum. It's the little boy Danny. <laughs> yeah. Red rum. And what does it stand for? Murder backwards, backwards. in yes. the mirror, right? Actually, there's a new movie now with it's a sequel. 
You know there's a sign. Yeah, Chinese. I know. I'm not. I don't it's know. It's called Doctor Sleep, but yeah. they actually show footage of him as a young boy. I mean, but yes. Well, hi, hi, honey, I'm home was a big one. There was a few big lines from that movie. How that all work but, and no play makes yeah, Jack a dull boy. But was red it? rum, by far, I think is the line that comes. Everybody from knows that. Oh my god! And does he do it with his finger? Yeah, he does. <laughs> and Shelley Duvall is just oh, absolutely. How about, okay, you want to talk about? Did you ever see Popeye with yes, olive oil? They don't like it. I loved it. Uh, He's large when she's supposed to marry. Yeah. I mean, it's a corny but movie. No but no one else ever could have played Popeye but him. I mean, he was brilliant. But I okay. just the movie just didn't work. Well, it's, I think in those... I mean, some people did like it. I did watch it a lot. But speaking of Robin Williams, one of my favorites from him is Mrs. Doubtfire. That's good. I not, mean, not com- one of my favorites, but What's good. one of your favorites of Robin Williams? Oh, when he played the psychiatrist in um, Good Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. Oh, that's that, a beautiful movie. Because he was funny and he was... He he was he was wounded. He was like so real, mm. and he was trying so desperately to help this kid and projecting his own fears. I mean, first of all, that was a brilliant script with those two, Matt Damon um, and they, that was their breakout John script. Ben Affleck, and they deserve every bit of fame they, they got, got from that movie. They got a lot of fame movie. from that. that yes, was that's to put them on the mark. Brilliant script, but his performance in that movie, I think, by far. Did you ever see the Robin Williams movie where he has to go to purgatory to oh save God, his wife? I own that. What dreams may come. <gasps> Annabella Sciorra. And you never, nobody ever heard of the movie, but he was no, brilliant. Let me tell you something. That movie, okay, this is a dark moment. It's a very sad movie, but it's beautiful. Cuba Gooding Jr. <gasps> the story itself, you will cry, but the painting, yeah. the lushness. Oh Watch what dreams may come, but of course, once again, it's a trigger for people with death. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. suicide. I'm just, you have to tell the trigger warnings. That's a big millennial thing. All right, throwing it out there. Risky business. Come on. Oh, I've seen it, but I saw it once. I have no interest in that movie. What? Is that Guido? Is Guido the pimp yeah, in that? Yeah, yeah. And the Ugh. kids running the prostitute. And what's her name? Um, Rebecca you... DeMorne yeah. plays the prostitute. But Come do you know on. who plays Guido the pimp? Yeah, I know who? him. I can't think of it. No, but I know the guy. Joey Pants. Joey Pantalone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Pantaleano. The... He, pa- wait, Pantaleano. He's from Hoboken, New Jersey, oh, just like he? me. Yes. How did you not would... like? That was a great coming of age movie. Oh, please. What's the iconics? And just take those all back. And he's in his briefs. Not something I love. Really? I'm Look not a big fan of All right, of so his... here's a little um, little tangent um, worth noting here. So I went to high school with Tom Cruise for a couple of years, right? That's right. So he wasn't from New Jersey, but he moved right. there. So he did like... 11th and 12th grade there so I, I you know we knew him a little bit but um that was like his first big movie and yes. we, we knew him you know and he was Tom Maypother at the time he oh, wasn't Tom right. Cruise and that's public knowledge nobody yeah and so it was just so weird to see somebody like you knew like sometimes you think, a huge movie well like movie stars you think they grow them on another planet you know like where did like and you weren't being an you weren't even trying to be an actor no, then no, either no no I was a mess <laughs> I wasn't focused on anything he's not lying he was a mess I was in survival mode at that age but you know we all from this from high school you see him he was in a couple of smaller movies and then Risky Business wait we do you like, know what other movie he was in he was in um, the first one was um, uh, Cadets Endless Love that was his first As movie. what? Yeah, he had a small, tiny part where they kicked the soccer ball over to him. And he's this kid in the park. He picks up the soccer ball. He's got a couple of lines with her, the tall, pretty one. What's Brooke her name? Shields. With Brooke Shields. Who's gorgeous. Oh, she she's stunning. Beautiful. She was stunning even as a child, but yeah. she's a pretty baby. Do you Naturally remember Naturally beautiful. No, she's Very, been yeah. gorgeous her whole life. But he has a few lines. He gives them, he picks up the soccer ball, hands her the soccer ball, a couple of lines, and that was his, that was his first one. Right, you want to know something? I've never seen Endless Love. Oh my, what about Blue Lagoon? 
now they were too <gasps> escape for me. I wasn't allowed to see the nudity. Look at you. So I've never seen those movies, but Endless Love had a great duet. With yes. The, who were the people that sang the duet? I do not know. I'm assuming Brooke Shields. I have no idea. The song? I don't know. My love, bum bum, there's only you in my life. Oh yeah, but I don't know who it is. Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. Oh, I should know that because I love How them could both. You? All right. All right. I don't know. Okay, so wait. You didn't mention one of my favorite movies that Tom Cruise was in. And it was like the most handsome young men were in it before their cat. Their oh, I know what you're off. talking about. Um, He's telling me you know it's based on a book. Um, it was a book when you were a kid. It was like a required you had to read reading. It. Yes. Oh, the oh, oh the Stay kid. golden, Pony Boy. Yeah, yeah, Pony Boy. Come oh, on. Oh, what's it called? Dallas. Dallas. I know. Help me. I'm at a loss. We can't drag our listeners the to my... The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Okay. Almost every one of those had guys... had to read the book. Those guys are all famous. Okay, first they of all, all... They all had great careers. It was written by S.E. Hinton. Right. She plays the nurse... Yep. ...when Ralph Macchio, who plays um, uh, Johnny... Who plays Johnny yeah, 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 in the yeah, yeah. hospital? She actually is in there when he kicks oh, her out I didn't with know Matt that. Dillon. Okay, so this is the thing about my outsiders. Once again, I was obsessed with the outsiders. We'll talk about the chaos. So every day, my BFF Kathy in high school and I would go to her house. We had it on VHS because we recorded it. Remember in the old days when you would record movies oh, from HBO? Oh, yeah, on your VHS. You had the VHS. <laughs> you would plunk it in and you would actually record And movies. you'd have to set the timer, My too. mother still has a VHS. <laughs> she has a DVD play, but she still has a VHS, and she still has actual recorded stuff. She has me recorded from when I was on As the World Turns 35 years ago. Oh, my God. Because I had a two-day stint on As the World. I played Roxy Sinskin, the high school slut. <laughs> Though I had my first kissing scene on TV. That's another story. So anyway... Anyway, we'd watch Outsiders every day after school. And every one, single day? I think for a good six months. At one point, I knew all the dialogue. And that had Tom Cruise, C. Thomas Howell, Ralph Macchio, right. Patrick Swayze, yep. Rob Lowe, Leif Garrett. Leif, oh, was Leif Garrett in this? You remember him from Tiger Beat magazine? Stop. He was always on the cover. I just read an article today about him. He, you know, he had very hard yeah, life yeah, drugs. I know, I know. He talks, but about, he's still rocking and rolling. Guess what? He talks about the reason he went down the hard drugs. You want to know why? Besides why? being treated like an adult, what? it wasn't him singing. <gasps> he lip synced. They actually use another guy's voice, Ooh, and he I was didn't in the background. That. He said, "I was living a lie." It's amazing. This article. He's wow, coming clean about that. it, and he, I think, wrote a book, and he's made amends with his father, who's now passed. But whatever. I didn't know Lake he was Gat- in the Outsiders. And you know who else is in it? Wh- I had a big crush on her. She played the Socha's girlfriend, Cherry Valance. Oh, Diane Lane. <gasps> is that Diane Lane? And when I was young, we have it in the gallery, a picture of me in Seventeen Magazine, my hair is long. People used to tell me, you look like Diane Lane. I was like, oh my God, I want to look like, I love and Diane Lane. And who's the Lane. other one that was in The Outsiders? He's huge. He was, um, come on. Uh, Patrick Swayze. No, I've no, mentioned no, the every- other one. Wait, he's older. Oh, yeah. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, right. He plays Dallas. Yes. Dally. Right, Remember, right, he's right. like, let's do it for Johnny. Remember, at the end, he's getting shot by, they, they're going to have this big rumble yeah, between yeah, yeah. the Soches and the Greasers, because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. called the Greasers. And at the end, he gets shot, and he's on the pavement. And he's like, let's do it for Johnny. Do it let's for do Johnny. Do it for Johnny. <laughs> do it for Johnny. They're like, don't shoot him. He's just a kid. How about, if, God, speaking so of Matt Dillon, how about singles? Did you ever see singles? No. Oh, you're being revealed as not really maybe a movie buff. That's What's not true. I am telling you intimate details about movies. Yeah. And suddenly, I'm not the movie buff, but you can't remember like lines from movies and shit. Okay. Did, what happened know, in singles? Here's a couple. Who else is in singles with Matt Dillon? 
I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, people, But it was a great movie. And I'm giving dialogue, but I'm not... Say gold, pony boy. And who sings the song at the end of The Outsiders? I never... You know, I Stevie never... Stevie Wonder, a brilliant song, Stay Gold. Listen, am I Stay all gold. alone here? I just never cared about the music in movies. I just never cared who sang it or the... But you were the, an artist. You were a musician. Yeah, but I never gave a shit about oh, the music. Oh, you have to music. understand this about me. Once again, I've mentioned it lightly before. I'm an empath. And as an empath, I did not know all these years I was an empath. I'm very triggered by music by sounds by people like things really affect me so my whole life literally I would cry to songs on the even Andy Gibb when we talked about Andy Gibb I just want to be that still evokes an emotion in me so for me music is very instrumental in my experience so you know I I don't know why the music I mean of course there's the iconic songs in certain movies the Godfather right but generally speaking like I never I don't know Quentin Tarantino movies well that's different yeah I mean Pulp Fiction come on that's the best soundtrack I just watched it last month one of the best soundtracks of all time. But that and, and Kill uh, Bill movies are amazing. His music in yeah. both Kill Bills. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the thing. Quentin Tarantino's music is just as important as his story. So, I mean, I just think it's brilliant how this guy can mesh. Once upon a time in Hollywood, we had that conversation briefly. Yeah. He actually uses songs from 1969 that were popular in L.A. but were not nationwide right, hits. Right, right, right. So he's, for me, music. Well, he grew up here. He loved it. I yeah, mean, I mean, was, I didn't know he grew up. Yeah, he's authentically loving and he's LA. not trained right in filmmaking. No, I think, I think so. he's actually untrained. He never went to but school. But there, you want to talk about Pulp Fiction to <gasps> me, Honey Bunny. If there's like a desert island movie, right? If there's that, only that, one movie oh, that you would be, it would be Pulp Fiction. Okay, I have to think about this because if there's only one movie I can watch on the island, right? Wait a second. Only one? That's so yours it. is Pulp Forever Fiction. Forever and ever. That's the only movie you can ever watch again on a desert island. What would it be? Mine, I think, would have to... And that's a tough choice because I You're love... You're killing me right now. I mean, now. Apocalypse Now. I could go on and on, but I think... Godfather is one of my favorites. Incredible, but I think Pulp Fiction would have to be my, my desert island I don't think island I can movie. give you an answer right... Oh my God, I cannot believe... Because what's popping in my mind is Poltergeist. I don't know why, but I don't think it'd be that. Yeah, but how many times could you watch it over? I've, I've seen a movie 30, 40 times. That's a scary thing. Wow, that's about how many times I've seen Pulp Fiction. And I've seen um, Grease, which we discussed once before briefly. The first one around 30 Well, times. that might work for me on a desert island Greece because I'd hang myself after a month and it would be over. <laughs> well, you definitely don't want to take... What's the one with Tom Hanks with the ball? Wilson. Oh, my God. Castaway. Castaway. You don't want to take that. No, but I love that movie. I thought he was fantastic. Oh, it's a brilliant movie. movie. Okay, you know what movie I absolutely love? Did you... Like, just for a second. Okay, go ahead. Did, I actually felt for no, that Wilson. stupid ball when it when he was That's on the brilliant. raft. That's a brilliant That's actor. what makes him brilliant because I literally was heartbroken for the stupid well, did you see ball. the Mr. Rogers in the yes. Wonderful Day in Your Neighborhood yeah. he's he, he really is incredible he's just he's that actor who could do I watched Forrest Gump a couple of months ago Forrest Gump was just brilliant what I he mean, did how many think about you get that script how many choices you could have made to, for that character and we could just talk about actors at and this what point. he did so let's go role. back to movies because at this point you remember where he got his start line. the TV show yes Bosom Buddies Bosom Buddies <laughs> okay who was on that show with him that guy I can't I, I can see his him. face Small. yeah Small. I can see his face he does stuff. He's not. He didn't go. Peter on. Scolari. Look at you. Look at you. All right, you get points back for that. And one. then there's a very famous actress who played. She's dating. Oh my God, Taylor. I can't remember her last name. She's a beautiful blonde woman. Played their boss. She dates. She's dating the woman from who's that girl that's on American See, you're Horror as bad Story. As me. 
You're as bad as me. Angela. Oh, um. Sarah Paulson. Oh, oh, I think her you... girlfriend Taylor, and I can't remember Taylor's last name, was their boss on Bosom Buddies. Don't know. Wendy Jo Sperber was the girl with the black hair that was one of the housemates, and Donna Dixon was one of the hot, was the beautiful blonde girl Tom Hanks was in love with. That's TV. We got to get back to movies. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm reeling you back in. Reel me back All in. All right, so movies. Wait, you asked about one movie that I would bring yeah, to Yeah, your Desert Island. Island movie. I, I have to tell you, I'm obsessed with this movie, Coco. It's a Pixar. Disney. Oh, my God. That's what you would take to a Desert it Island It makes you feel you. good. Ugh. It makes you appreciate Ugh. your family. And being... Now, it's Mexican, right? Because they talk about the Day of the Dead. Have you seen Coco? No. Okay. You're missing out. I didn't want to see it either. Well, there, then, wasn't there one about the makeup woman Coco something? That Coco I've seen. Chanel. No, that I've, not, seen. I've seen that too. This, this is the, Coco. The, okay. the cartoon. He's a young boy who wants to play, be a musician. And his family has think about musicians. His grandfather deserted the family. I'm putting that in air quotes. And the grandmother says, no music in the house. And they own a, they make shoes. Okay, so anyway, the point is this. He goes on a journey. It's a beautiful tale of family, of love, following your destiny. I'll have to watch And Coco. music, and if, beautiful. If you say it's your Desert Island movie, I'll have to check it's, it out. I've seen it around 15 times already. But, um... And I, I only started watching that six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I could almost recite the entire Pulp Fiction. Like, when, you, when there's a movie you could watch over and over and over again... I get something new every time I watch that movie. Watch when it was like the last 40. time you saw Pulp Fiction? I just rewatched it about a month ago. Me too. I and watched it too. It's just with, absolutely brilliant. What about when they opened the case, everybody? Is it what it's supposed to be? It's his soul. Well, like, nobody knows. The, now, that's what's so great about it. Nobody. There's all speculation, and, and he won't tell anyone what it was. I thought he, he finally no, told. No, his answer is it's whatever you want it to be. So. I like the knowing that it's Marcellus's soul, that he's getting yeah. it back because it's just like... You know, the one and then thing. the band-aid on the back of his head, they say, could have been where his soul was, was taken, taken out. Yeah. I read that recently, too, because I went down the rabbit hole after seeing Pulp Fiction. Right. Just the whole rabbit hole of everything. I but, mean, but that band-aid was, was really, they, he had it on because he actually did have a like a little cut there. Oh. And then, but he loved it. and they, Not him, uh, the director. Yeah, um, Quentin. Quentin loved it and just said, leave it. But that was actually a real band-aid for a oh, reason. Oh, so it wasn't for the movie. No, I mean, no. I will say this, watching it, re-watching it again, the disturbing scene disturbs me again. There's tons of disturbing well, scenes. Well, no, the, well, I can handle everything else, but the rape scene is really brutal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh it's a great God. movie, though. How many storylines are going on, right? There's three acts. There's I'm like, going to call some hard-hitting brothers, and we're going to come over and get medieval on your ass. ass. And that you're just like, <laughs> yes. Even though Marcellus is a bad guy, you're rooting for what him. What did he there. call him? Uh, hillbilly rapist? Oh, <laughs> such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's wasn't that cool good. that Bruce Willis went back and saved him and killed, like, I stabbed I agree. Him? I think that's the least he could have done. A Imagine you get a role in, in Quentin Tarantino's movie Pulp Fiction, right? Okay. You tell in all your friends, and then you end up as the, the gimp and the mask on. <laughs> Who's that guy? Nobody knows. Is he a trained actor? I don't know. Is he a trained gimp? Who's the gimp? Nobody knows who know. the gimp is. I love that. Who's the gimp? I don't know. Does he have a limp? No, but who's the gimp? All I right, what else do we got? Um, well, I mean, if we're going to... I mean, are you... You know what? Honestly, you're right. We, we should do about four episodes on movies. I mean, you can't... You, you can't even scratch quantify. the surface. No. There's no way, because there's another movie I love, because I love psychological thrillers. It's with two of my favorite old-timey actresses, and I have it over there in a DVD, not that I've watched it. Because I don't have, I do actually DVD play player. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? With I Betty don't know Davis that one. And Joan Crawford. No, I mean I know of it. I don't think I've ever seen that. 
I mean, I love Betty Davis. Joan Crawford was incredible. They're both amazing. You've never seen it. If you no, want to borrow I have to it, watch that. I'm going to tell you something. Creepy AF. Creepy yeah. as fuck. This movie, I remember as a kid watching it, and when Betty Davis in the beginning, do you know the story a little bit? It's kind of based on a childhood star, no. her and her sister, and now they're older, but Betty Davis can't let go of being that childhood star. She's crazy and she's like now 70 and she's in a dress with the makeup you've seen the picture of her no no and yeah, she's yeah, got the yeah, blonde yeah. she's like I've written a letter to daddy and she's performing this as if she's 10 years old or 8 years old creepy AF you I can't you're no, drinking you have so to so wasn't see it. wasn't Joan Crawford the one who ended up being mommy dearest right wasn't she the Which, one who beat her kids and everything she right she is the one that's so, a great movie too I just rewatched mommy that mommy dearest was good who when plays I, mommy dearest who you think oh, is actually Joan Crawford I don't know she was in Chinatown with Jack Nicholson Oh, she was in Bonnie and Clyde with Warren Beatty. You suck. Oh, come on. You know what? Damn it. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to give you time. I can't stand that he's doing this. What is it? What is it? I can't stand that he's doing this. Uh, Fade down away. Yes. Yes, I got it. Ding, 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 See? Those old uh, brain cells, they just, like, they start sparking and crackling. I gave you a long time. Listen, (laughs) I let that reel go. I didn't hit the fishing reel on All right, so Joan Crawford, when I was a kid, my, my, my friend's brother, he was Funny as hell, right? Okay. Just completely out of the closet, gay, hilarious, didn't care what anybody thought. And he used to wear this shirt that had a picture of Joan Crawford holding a hanger. And underneath it said, I never laid a hand on those damn kids. That's funny. I bet it was you hilarious. Could, I bet you could eBay that shirt because yeah. that's a great shirt. I just rewatched Mommy Dearest. And honestly, the way they make Faye Dunaway look, you think it's actually Joan Crawford. Speaking though of movies... One of my favorite Joan Crawford movies is Mildred Pierce. She won the Academy Award for it. Have you ever seen Mildred no, Pierce? No, no, I know. I've seen pieces. I know of it. People, yeah. if you want to see a damn good movie with some gravitas, watch Mildred Pierce. She earned that Academy Award. I won't ruin it for you, but it's a great movie. Right. Please watch it. I have, I actually have in New Jersey a library of Joan Crawford and Betty Davis movies. And this is another movie which I hope you've seen. Betty Davis, Marilyn Monroe makes a debut in it. Was a little spot. I don't know. All about Eve. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen All About Eve. All About Eve is to me one of the best movies ever. I love watching. I mean, look, one of the my. Do you fav- know what the famous line is from it? No, I don't. Come Buckle on, love, folks. We're going for a bumpy ride. Oh really? Yes. Love it, love it. Something love it. like that, along those lines. But what you know, I say? mean, old movies are fantastic. You know what? You know what I find interesting is that the old movies used to be like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, now like, they're like ninety minutes. Well, now now we're getting kind oh, we're of getting back, back into that, like, right? How, how long they, was Once Upon a Time in America? Some, America and Hollywood. Right. What, some of those two like, hours and twenty six minutes. All the early two, like the late nineties through the early two thousands, the movies were like a little over an hour. It'd be like seventy. 80 minutes, 90 yeah. minutes. Now, it's so funny, it's come full circle. Because people want to have an experience. You want to know oh, why? Sure. Because streaming is taking away business from the movie theaters. Let's right. not even, but wait, we cannot not mention, and I think he needs a whole episode, but one of my favorite movies, so corny, 16 Candles. Uh, John yeah. Hughes, see that was right. a chick. For, I think that was definitely a chick flick, but 
I loved Molly Ringwald at one. You have seen it, right? Yeah, but if I'm, I mean, if I'm thinking of that, I go right to Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club is so much better. Breakfast yeah, but Club that's, is great. Okay, but Sixteen Candles for a girl. It was like my favorite scene is she comes out of the bathroom and her grandmother is approaching her and she goes, she and so the grandparents are like talking to her and they've all forgotten it's her sixteenth birthday and the grandmother looks at the grandfather and goes, Oh my God, Frank, she's gotten her boobies <laughs> and she goes in and. And kind of does a tune in Tokyo, oh and then God. Molly Ringwald goes in her bedroom and goes. I wait, can't wait, 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 wait! We just blew over. Tune in Tokyo. Is that twisting the nipples? No, but I did this, which is tune in Tokyo. <laughs> to me, is more of twisting the knobs of the boobs. So for the visual, uh, Rosie's just twisting her boobs there as the like tune. a light little thing. The grandmother was feeling her up. So then Sam, that's the character, comes in, goes in her bathroom, shuts the door. She goes, "Oh my God, I can't believe I just got." felt up by my grandmother. <laughs> Honestly, I used to know the dialogue for that movie, but yes, yeah. let's segue into another brilliant John Hughes film, right? Because it's all John Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes The Breakfast was Club. The Breakfast Club. You know, when people ask me what I was like in high school, you I, were Judd Hirsch. Of course. No, not Judd Hirsch. I mean, Judd Nelson. Thank you. Judd yeah, Hirsch is I know from Judd Hirsch is from Taxi. Judd Nelson, you know, the, the open, that's what we wore, the open work boots with the ripped jeans and the... And the dark, th- like yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that you look like you were going to be doing something terrible and at And we just school. didn't care about anything. I the can't hair. remember his, you know what, I just saw that a few months ago and I can't remember who his character's name is. But that movie, I mean, I love, I loved when Ali Sheedy, remember everybody, she's got, she's yeah, doing yeah, yeah, her yeah, art yeah. and she's got so much dandruff, she shakes her yeah. hair, she scratches it. <laughs> And she makes the scene all full of snow from her hair. And she looks so gross and I dirty. Because she was that quiet goth girl. But they had all the perfect characters. Like oh, the, yeah, the, the jock. Prissy cheerleader, the jock. The, well, the she wasn't burnout. a cheerleader, though. Well, that's Molly right. Molly Ringwald that's was right. just the wealthy girl. No, not Molly Ringwald. The, the one... There's no um, cheerleader. Who was the, the Pris... Oh, you're right. That was her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got sucks. you. She plays Claire. Remember yes. they're talking around yes, the yes, way? Yes. Okay. And he goes, and what's your name? And she's like, Claire. He's like, that's a fat girl's name. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it's a family name. But Judd yeah. Hurst has so many zingers. But what he tr- he speaks is truth, right? Yeah, yeah. He's and like, if you see me in the hallway, you're not going to talk to me, right? right. I know. He and it's true. He out. It's, let me tell you something. One of the reasons I love That's that movie. It's a life-changing movie. Once, one of the reasons I love it so much is I literally spent 80% of my high school time in detention. Like everybody, like school got out at 2.15 in my but town. But not you. I was always out at 3.30. <laughs> and like the whole schoolyard's empty because I was constantly in detention. Here's a little story. So okay. I'm, I'm in high school. I was in so much trouble. I wasn't. I mean, I was. I just was. You lot of like, I was the always... bad kid, you know. And I was in with the bad. So I just had given up. So the, we would the, have never been friends, Greg. You no, know this. No, no, Look no, no, how no. like forty years, like 25, 30 years later, how things are the, different. The cheerleaders used to call me the Marlboro Man in high school because <laughs> I was like, but I played at sports and everything. So anyway. Um, the the uh, the principal or the vice principal was going to teach me a lesson. Me and my buddy. So they set us back in a in a tenth um, grade homeroom, right? Okay. So we didn't get left back. We were in eleventh grade, but they made us go to a tenth grade home just to scare us. Okay. So one day I'm sitting there. I had hair down to the middle of my back, right? Leathered. I used to wear my stepfather's army jacket, right? I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I was bad. I had a half pint of Southern Comfort. And I had these little speed pills, the Black Beauties, right? If anybody remembers this. I don't because so, I so never one day I'm, So here's how bad I was. I'm sitting in high school. This was an aha moment for me. Sitting in homeroom. So I break open the Black Beauty. I start cutting little lines of speed on the desk. this man? I know. And I, ha- I pull all my hair forward so no one can see. And I so I do a snort of the speed. 
And then I take out my Southern Comfort and I take a swig of Southern Comfort. I put it back in my this jacket. This is in homeroom. In homeroom. 10th grade 10th homeroom. grade homeroom. So I throw my hair back. I sit back and there's this 10th grader. Kid must have weighed about 80 pounds, like taped between the glasses, like Myron. Oh. And he's looking at me like I am the devil incarnate. And he's just got his jaw like looking at me like, who are you? Like, what are you? And I remember thinking, I think I'm pretty screwed up. <laughs> You really knew that? That was the moment I said, this kid was terrified. And I realized, you know what? I might be really a mess here. You think? (laughs) And I was. But that's Judd Nelson. I mean, that was my character. But I love the fact in that movie, let's recall, like right now to like think about who, now you identify with Judd Nelson. So I guess I would identify a little bit with Claire, but not because no one liked me in high school because I acted and I sang. So I was like the pristine princess bitch Uh because they were like, oh, everybody thinks she's so great. So you got that, you got the character and you just kind of went with it. Like if that's what they they wouldn't give me a chance. They actually did not like me since I was a kid, but I guess I would identify with Claire or, and a little bit of Ali Sheedy because I still was the person on the outside, but people kind of just did not like me. But kind that, of like today. No, that's <laughs> no. Everyone loves Rosie now. Are you I kidding don't know. Me? Some, I'm, I actually have this thing that um, after people hear me in this podcast, they might be like, "I could do without that." Oh woman. my She's god! Kind of annoying. You can to know Rosie is to love Rosie. I'm gonna agree. You're with a people you person. That. So you, you know what? I, I mean, getting on that subject, like like I said, we could go on for a week yeah. straight, nonstop about movies. But when you're talking about coming of age movies right that's what's so endearing about them is that you connect like yeah. like grammar school high school is the toughest time in life the worst time it's I unbelievable mean, i was not even invited to prom no, no one asked me to my prom so i was okay with it because no one liked me but the boys didn't even like me because the girls didn't like me they probably they just knew me. you weren't going to put out so that was they, they were like not. i'm not asking. all right i didn't put out the right. truth is this well, i didn't french kiss till i was really 17 and you didn't have sex you were 23 you said 21 21 a few episodes ago she came out with my that first one. boyfriend had a red beautiful porsche carrera 911 right well I was we, 17. we are I didn't put out Far off on a tangent now. Where did we go? We were, we were about talking about come of, coming of age movies. What's your, well, how about since, since coming of age? What is a good? Would you think there's a good guy coming of age movie? Oh, there's tons of them. Are What's you your kidding? favorite? Do well, you have one? First of all, The Outsiders is one. I know. Right. I just love that movie because there was. I love that movie because Pony Boy. I mean, that's a truly morally. I mean, think about it. The Greasers had some. You talked about this. Well, we, that the bad guy. What was it we were talking about? You said. He presents himself Fonzie as the bad guy. But he could also still be nice guy. And that's what the greasers were at the end of the day. They knew family. They only had each other. The greasers and the outsiders had a code of loyalty and family. And people don't really understand. Kind of like the mafia. The leather jacket guys. Those are really good guys. I mean... I'm not going to lie. There were some people when I was growing up, I was with, you know. Well, there's men in suits that are no good. And that's my point. So, you know what? If I'm. Our if, government. If I see a guy in a leather jacket and jeans on a motorcycle and I see a guy in a suit in an expensive car, I'm going to count on the guy on the leather jacket and motorcycle more than the other guy. I will tell you something. He's, he's the one that's going to stop and help you when you're in yes. trouble. Here's a good example. How about um, Michael Douglas in um, Wall Street? Right? Oh my God! Yes. There's an evil incarnate wearing a suit, right? Gordon yes, Gecko. Yes, Gordon Gecko. And you know what's so funny is that the people on Wall Street in the finance industry worship Gordon Gecko, but everyone else, he's the bad guy. What about the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I know. Then there's DiCaprio. Right. How many years later? 
theater. Right. They're all the same person. It's like the same mold. But the people in the, in the financial, like in the real financial, like, I know. In the no, court, we're talking. They about- worship those characters, yes. and the rest of the world sees them as the bad guys. They Isn't are, that funny? That's the thing. That's the point of even our government. Right. Who's holding the power usually mm-hmm. is in a suit. All right. Well, this is definitely going to be a long episode because movies we could ramble on. Wait, but they say really quickly, I have to say this, I know. Be careful of the wolf in the sheep's clothing. Yes, 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 yes. The so wolf be careful the of the wolf in the suit's clothing. Yes. Okay, so go on. We could ramble on. Oh, my God. We could, yeah, go on. Yeah, we're, I mean, Tie this, this, this is up. a long episode, but you know what? I think listeners in, uh, love movies. Everybody loves movies, right? So we could we could um, extend this one a little bit. Yeah, and I, I just want to encourage our listeners to, like, write us. Email us on our website or even on Instagram and tell us your favorite movie. I love that kind of stuff. Or if you even want to like give us a topic to talk about. Honestly, I love that stuff too. We'll go with it. So we're at NostalgicTangents.com. We're also uh, all over social media, right? Where are we, Rosie? We're on ins- the Instagram, as our generation likes to say. The Facebook. The YouTube. And it's <laughs> called Nostalgic Tangents. Hey, you can't forget us because that's all we do is go on tangents. So subscribe to our, um, our, uh, our podcast here and look us up on social media go to our website and, and interact with us yeah we'd we're love sociable to hear from you. people <laughs> but just because we're on social media doesn't mean we don't want to connect we actually do want to connect we're we're with you people so you know what we're gonna have to do more episodes on movies and be more specific because this is you cannot tackle this in one episode Not so yet. listen thanks so much for listening we're nostalgic tangents i'm greg DePietro. i'm rosie DePietro. and we'll see you next time see you on the flip side